0: Hello, my friend, and welcome to the Mark Stachowski podcast, the show that's all about helping you perform at an optimum level. I am Mr. Productivity, and it is my passion to teach you how to be productive in our distracted world. And one of the ways I do that is by inviting you to sign up for the free seven-day productivity challenge at my website, mrproductivity.com. Mr. is all spelled out. It's really simple. You just give me two minutes a day for a week, and I will teach you strategies on how you can take your productivity to an entirely new level. The seven day productivity challenge at mrproductivity.com on the show today, Karen Chaston, she is the co-founder of live love by design, a beyond loss speaker, author and life coach. Karen specializes in assisting people to see that radical change and extreme loss creates opportunity for personal growth, even when the events may be tragic and painful. With a unique depth of experience, Karen is passionate about supporting you on your beyond loss journey of discovering and unwrapping the gift that any loss brings. Karen, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you, Mark. I'm so pleased to be here.
0: I love having a fellow American on the podcast with me today. No accents whatsoever. (laughs)
1: Oh, come on. I love
0: love accents. I mean, I, when I move from different parts of the country here in America, I don't pick up the local accent. My wife does. I don't. So I've got a plain, ordinary, boring accent. So whenever I have someone on the podcast, such as you from Australia, from England, from France, from Spain, I just love the accent. I just love accents because... I wish I had one. But that's neither here there. Well, I have or there. to tell
1: you, Mark, from my perspective, you're yes. the one with the accent.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, I knew you, I knew you were going to say that. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> um, well, we're recording this on December 23rd, December 24th in Australia because you are like 15 hours ahead of me. So you're already on Christmas Eve, and uh this episode will actually be out in the States on Christmas Eve day, but in Australia on Christmas Day. So, uh there's time zones for you.
1: Fabulous. <laughs> don't you love, don't you love just coming into the future?
0: I, I do. So, how is the future, anyways?
1: Ah, it's pretty awesome. <laughs> it's a beautiful day. The sun is shining. Everything's amazing.
0: Okay. Well, you'll get to see Santa Claus before we do. So, good, good on you for that. Um, we are going to be talking a lot about loss on the show today. And as I was rereading the bio you sent me and I read before we started the show, um, I don't think a lot – well, back up. I think some people think loss as in death, but loss is a pretty big umbrella. So let's talk about that for a few minutes.
1: Yeah. There's actually – the Grief Recovery Institute states that there are over 40 different loss events that can affect our lives. Now, that is huge. And, you know, most of us can't even cope with one, let alone multiple.
0: Wow. Well, I can tell you that my mom is 75 years old and she has uh late, late onset Alzheimer's really bad. And I have not seen my mom in two years. Like my real mom, I see her physically, but she's not there anymore. She's a five-year-old and not a five-year-old in 2019. She's a five-year-old back in the like late 1940s, early 1950s. And so that is also a loss, correct?
1: it's a, it's a huge loss but it's not only a loss for obviously your mum but it's a huge loss for you and that's what people don't recognize and it's about you actually you could go through the grieving the what I call the gift of loss program that I do and you could actually complete the relationship that you had with your mom, and then you could start your new relationship with your mom, who she is now. And that's what a lot of people don't realise. They keep trying to hang on to the past relationship, and that's what causes the grieving and the suffering. Whereas if we complete the relationship, we then can honour and forgive and apologise and come to love so that we are just in such a better space for everyone. And your mom may not be who she was, but energetically she knows who she was. And she also feels your pain when you come to visit her.
0: Yeah. What's interesting is I'm the only child and my mom and dad have been married 56 years. My father has not accepted the fact that mom is, because he sees mom every day. Okay, so he sees her outer shell, the person he's been married to for 56 years. I live in Houston. They live south of Orlando, so I only see my mom a couple times a year. Um, So my dad's having a really tough time with this whole but my wife is there, but my wife is not there kind of thing. And so let's talk a little about, I'm sure there's other people who are, will listen to this episode at some point in time. How can we cope? Whether you are living with someone and you're like, uh, like, uh, some kind of mental illness or Alzheimer's or something like that, or you see them occasionally, what are some ways that we can deal with this, uh, this loss?
1: Okay. But before we go into that, I just want to highlight, and I'm sure you're aware of it, just when you were talking, The Notebook, the movie, which I just think is one of my favorites, came to mind. And it's a beautiful movie, um, and I'm sure you've seen it.
0: Believe it or not, I have not. (laughs) (laughs) I've heard about it. I've heard the ending. I've heard everything, but I've never seen the movie.
1: See the movie, because it In some ways it may help your dad and you to cope with it. But let's go through the the grieving process, the gift of loss, which is what I just love to go through. And as we said, there's over 40 different loss events that can affect our lives. So it is about us realising that it's not just death of a loved one. It could be a marriage or a partnership, your job, your health, your wealth, your pets, and so many more things that can come to us throughout our lives. And, and I have come to the conclusion that the fact that there's so many, isn't it more about us looking at these events and going, maybe there's more to it than just us losing something. There's something about us using these moments as our pivotal moments to become the person that we're meant to be. And I just love that idea and it's so much easier on you when you have that perspective in life. So I have a five-step process and the first step is to stop, okay? Most people don't do that when loss comes into their life. They just carry on and they try to live life as they did previously, and that's where all the struggle comes in, and that's what your dad's going through. He's trying to get back his bride from 56 years ago, which isn't easy when she is going through this, um, you know, traumatic health issue. Mm-hmm. Okay, so when we stop, I like to say that is when we take that conscious loving breath. You know the one where we breathe deep down into our belly and we fill ourselves up with all the love and the wisdom that is required to figure out what this means for us now. Really important for us to take that first step. And the next step is to accept. Now, this I have found with all of the people that I've assisted is one of the hardest steps because everyone wants to not accept what has happened. Everyone wants to go back, whether it's a day ago or a year ago or five years ago, I want my life back. I want who I was before. I want everything to be as it was. But what's really interesting when we look at it this way is accepting, were we actually living and loving our life the way we were before? You know, my son, he passed away eight years ago, just over eight years ago. And at the time, was I really living and loving my life? And I have to say, in hindsight, no, I wasn't. I was in this Groundhog Day days where. Every day just blended into the other where I was probably spending about 80 to 90% of my time in my career and I wasn't really living and loving in all areas of my life. So the, in the accepting, it's about seeing what has happened, what didn't happen, and what it, your changed circumstances are, which is really, really important. And then then the third step, do you want me to keep talking or do you want to interrupt? Or no, I I'm
0: writing down notes. So when you get done with the five steps, I do have some follow-up questions for you.
1: Okay. Okay, cool. Then the third step is to identify. So it's about in every relationship, we have hopes, dreams, and aspirations. And it's about identifying what these are, realizing that they're not going to come to fruition that way. And then identifying another way that these could possibly come into your world and most of the process that i do we're in the identify stage because we it's about identifying about the relationship you know doing i, I we do like a loss history graph and then we do a relationship graph And in the relationship graph, we highlight the ups and the downs. And no matter how amazing any relationship is, there are ups and downs. There might not be the extremes of some relationships, but there is always ups and downs. And I love the fact that there are ups and downs because it's you can liken it to our heartbeat, right? Up and down, up and down. And if we don't have the ups and downs in our heartbeat, we have a straight line. And what does that mean? Dead. Exactly. And that's what happens to a relationship. If you don't have the ups and downs, you are just living like I was in a Groundhog Day days. You're not appreciating the ups and you're not learning from the downs. And that's what's really great about it. And then the fourth step, Is to complete, to complete the relationship, to love, to come to love and forgiveness, and to realize just life is here for us to learn. And with forgiveness, I I love the radical forgiveness concept where no one does anything to you; they do it for you. And that's a whole different level and it's not an easy concept, especially if your partner's been, you know, abusing you either physically or, or verbally and, and all those sort of things. But when you start to actually take that perspective, you start to realise, oh, my God, I have grown so much from this relationship. I have found my voice. I have found my boundaries I have now set boundaries for every future relationship and it's really important for us to actually come to completion and in part of the process we actually write a completion letter which is absolutely amazing and then the fifth step is the pivot step and this is where this is the fun part this is where you get to be so creative and you start to look at Every single area of your life and you design what success means for you in that area of your life. And most people never do this. We take on someone else's version of success and then we wonder why it comes to us easily or we can't measure up and we try and try and try. And then when we're in the pivot stage, we actually realize there is no such thing as trying. It's either do or don't do. And that's the part where you actually go, right, this is where I am and this is where I want to be. So what are the action steps that I can take daily to close that gap and close that gap and close that gap in order to become the person that you have come here to be?
0: I love that. And let me just recap for the listener really quickly, the five-step process, stop, Accept, identify, complete, and pivot. Now, one of the questions that I have for you is why do some people struggle with letting go? I did not have a big problem with letting it go. I don't know why that is. I mean, I love my mom. She's my mom. I only have one mom. That's it. But I didn't have problems letting her go. Maybe because her mom had Alzheimer's real bad and I dealt with it from a distance. And now my mom's got it. And I just figured I could dwell on it. I could, you know, turn to harmful things like drugs and alcohol or whatever like that. But I just let it go and I had great peace at it. I mean, when I saw my mom last, you know, she's a child. I mean, she does things a child you'd expect a five or six year old to do. But why do some people uh, like me? You know, not insensitive. We just have an easy time of letting it go. It's the way nature life happened. And my mom is gone mentally, and other people struggle with accepting it
1: because they haven't completed the relationship. It sounds to me, Mark, like you don't have any, um, un, un, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Okay. You don't have any communications that you haven't communicated to your mom. Mm. A lot of times when people, um, something happens to them, you know, we didn't say we love them or we didn't do this or they didn't do this and we didn't complete, our, which is, you know, we didn't actually complete that relationship. We didn't say the things we wanted to say. So we have a lot of guilt or we have a lot of anger the fact that they're not here or they're, you know, they're not the person that we thought they were. And that's what it is. It's about the things that we do and don't do. It's about what we say and don't say and realising that and coming to completion with that. So it sounds like you probably in some way probably expected that your mum may get Alzheimer's, the fact that your grandmother had it. So you were probably more prepared for it, may not consciously, but subconsciously. So you dealt with your relationship with your mom along the way. That's how I see it.
0: Interesting. Now, another kind of loss that if you are a frequent listener of the podcast, you know what I'm going to share with you now. In August of 2007, my oldest daughter walked out of my life. She was just about ready to go to ninth grade and she I've not had any communication with her. I didn't walk her down the aisle. Then she graduated. I'm a grandfather, never seen my granddaughter. And I think about her all the time. I pray about her all the time. And the thing that concerns me, because she's cut all communication off with me, the thing that concerns me is this completion step. If something were to happen to me, that would be a very difficult step for her to get by because right now I'm still alive. And she could reach out to me and she could mend the fences. But if something were to happen to me, I die, get abducted by aliens, whatever the case may be. i Would she be able to move past that completion step? Because it's been, what, uh, 19, uh, 19 years since I last seen her. No, I'm sorry. Yeah, 12 years since I last seen her.
1: Yes, she could. But have you done the completion step?
0: Oh yes. I mean, I, I went to counseling because I had a really tough time about it after she left and I went to counseling and realized that I was not the one that left and she has never told me why. And this is one of the things I dealt with with my counselor is she's never told me why she's never gotten that point says, here's why ABC. And so I'm left to wonder because she won't talk to me. And, you know, the whole bunch of family dynamics within my ex-wife and whatnot. I don't know why she left. And so I have had to deal with it, the completion part, to the best of my my ability. Because there's nothing nothing else I could do because I have to deal with it myself or with a counselor.
1: Okay. Have you written a completion letter to her?
0: No, No, I I never heard the phrase a completion letter until today.
1: Okay. Okay. So a completion letter is where you actually go through and you apologise for everything you need to apologise for and you also forgive them for everything you need to forgive them and then you also do a communication about everything else that, that is not forgiveness or apologising. And I like to call it the love step. And in doing that, we're all connected energetically right Mm -hmm. you never ever send the completion letter to the person okay it's really this is something you do read it out loud to a trusted advisor and because it needs to be out into the universe when you complete that letter she will feel that energetically and i like I, i hardly know you mark i've you know i've spoken to you a couple of times but I just feel that it, and when we do completion letters about all the relationships in our life, it really does free up the energy for it to come back in a loving way. So it maybe be you also may be required, and I don't know for sure, one with your ex-wife and all this sort of stuff. Because when we do this, we actually complete and we get rid of the pain. Sure, we're still going to remember, but it's not a, it's, but we remember in a more loving way. And because we've done that process, it helps the other person energetically to feel it because we're all connected through energy. And through completing that phase, you would be surprised how 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 easy it is for everyone and it doesn't matter if they're alive or dead Mm. this completion part is such an important process
0: yeah uh, just hearing you saying it is is remarkable i've never heard that before but i remember when i one of the things my counselor told me many years ago he says you need to call your ex-wife up and you need to apologize and i'm like wait what you want me to what and he goes it's not for her it's for you exactly. Now, it's, now I'm a, I'm a Christian, but you so don't need yeah, yeah. But so so it's more of a uh, spiritual thing for me. But I remember the day I went at, left his appointment, went out in my car, my hands was shaking, and I called her and I I said what I had to say, and she goes okay, and hung up the phone. But the peace that washed over me was incredible because it was not for her. It was for me. Nice. And yeah. now I could see her on the side of the road. I would stop and help her. She could sit next to me in church. I have no ill feelings against this woman at all. And, but that was really scary when he told me that. I'm like, are you kidding me right now? She's my arch enemy. She's like, um, I know kryptonite for Superman. I'm like, you want me to call her and apologize? But it brought such freedom and, and peace to me that it was one of the best things I've done in my life.
1: Yeah, but the, only, the the difference in the process that I um, recommend is you don't need to do it to them like you called her up. You could have just done the letter to her and how I know because
0: it is it yeah,
1: <laughs> exactly. But that's what I'm saying, and that's the part about it. It's about freeing you up. Like I have been to weddings of you know of my friends' childrens, and especially like one, he's been married to my friend now for 30 years. He's at his children's wedding from his first marriage and they were married for 10 years. They couldn't even look at each other and say hello. And they've been separated for like 33 years. And you think, How can you do this? Like, especially to your kids. Like, Mm. why are you putting them on such tender hooks to go, oh, my God, mum and dad are going to be in the same room? To actually do this process, it's not only freeing for yourself, it's freeing for your ex, it's freeing for everyone involved in the relationship. And let's face it. In every marriage, there's more than two people involved. We have so many other vested people who, you know, are involved in this couple, whether they're together or not. And it's just so freeing. And this is something that every, it's a tool. And I, I don't even call it a cool. I, I call it a gem. I have gem boxes, not toolkits. And, <laughs> I love that. And, and the reason why it's such an amazing gem is no matter what loss you have in your life, you can do this process yourself. Sure, you need a trusted friend to read things out to so it's in the universe, but apart from that, every time loss comes into your life, you can very easily come to love and forgiveness and you can move on. And it's not about forgetting. It's about having peace and realising how much you have grown through the process of whatever has happened. Hmm.
0: Well, I, like- I t- that, that to me, I don't know what the listener got out of this episode, but to me, the completion letter, I can tell you, Karen, I will be writing that in the next couple of days because oh, well, there, I there, understand- there are a
1: couple of guidelines to the completion letter, and and do you want me to go through it now quickly? Oh, absolutely. Okay, cool. So I don't so want to do guidelines- it wrong. <laughs> no, 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 no. So the guidelines is obviously like. You do a relationship graph, and it's really important to plot the relationship graph. So you will have things across. So the relationship graph, like across the line, um, you have the start of the relationship to the end of the relationship, and then you also have up to today. And, you know, there could be five, ten years between the end of the relationship and where you are today, and that's really important. So then you plot all the good things above the line and all the bad things below. Now, every single event in our life has intensity attached to it, Mm. okay? And at the time, it's a 100% intensity. But as time goes on, we realise that some events have more intensity than others. So it's about figuring out what was the best part of, like what was the best, most intense positive moment of the relationship and plot that and then do the reverse what was the most intense negative event in the relationship and plot that and then you have the two extremes and then you can plot each event you know giving it intensity but obviously it'll be less um on on both sides then you look at each single um event that has happened and you put a category against it. So you say... And it's an apology. So everything's from your perspective. I need to apologize over this. I need to forgive over this. I need to comment on this. And your comment comes from love. And it could be, I hated you at this moment for these reasons, but it's with love or I am grateful for you for the way you supported me when this happened to me, you know, or I am, you know, apologies. It could be for things you did not say. It could be things for you did not do and the same with forgiveness for things that you wish they had done. As I said, every relationship has hopes, dreams and aspirations. So it could be the fact that they were not realised. You know, when you got married, you may have thought you'd go the distance like your parents did. So it's about saying, I hate the fact that we didn't go the distance. I wish we could have done that. So you, once you have plotted, you've put every event into that category, you then start to write your completion letter and you start with the apologies, then the forgiveness, and then the end. And at the end, it's really important that you say, thank you, I love you, goodbye. Now you're saying goodbye to the end of the communication you're not saying goodbye to them forever, okay? You may be physically saying goodbye to them forever, but we always have a relationship, no matter what. And it's really important that we have a we realize we have a physical relationship, we have an emotional relationship, and we have a spiritual relationship with everyone who has touched our lives. The physical may die because it's the end, whether the person has died or the relationship has died. But our emotional and our spiritual will carry on forever, and the completion relation letter is all about helping you to bring your emotions to a place where you have no longer intense feelings about the relationship. You're just neutral about it.
0: Hmm.
1: Does that all make sense?
0: It crystal clear. Um, I excellent.
1: I- And now, and the last part about the completion letter, it needs to be read to someone. Do not read it to the person who you wrote it about. There is no need for you to do that. That will just cause more angst, but read it to a trusted person who will sit and listen and will not judge because it's all from your perspective. We don't want anyone else to bring in their beliefs. Or their cliches or anything. You just want someone to listen and do not comment. Do not touch you when you get emotional. If you get emotional, allow the emotions to flow because emotions are energy, emotion. Allow them to flow and then do not touch them because that will stop the emotions flowing. At the end, if they would like a cuddle, give them a cuddle, but that's it. And do not even comment. Because it's all about you. Hmm. That's well, the guidelines.
0: Well, you know, we are releasing this on December 24th here in the States. And I can't think, because January 1st, for some reason, people think it's the uh, you know clean slate. You can start a new clean slate on any day. but It I, is. It's a new decade. But, but I think that if you're listening to this today... Uh, December 24th, December 25th. Do it today. Don't wait until the first of the year. Don't put off. If you need to write a completion letter, you probably do if you're like any other human being on this planet. Go ahead and write it. I mean, you know, Karen laid out for you how to do it. And don't worry about being perfect. Don't worry about misspelled words. Just do it. Uh, too many people are uh, Karen. the problem. I see they, they get all excited about, uh, you know, Oh, great. A new completion. Uh, great idea. Completion letter. Yay. And then that's, it stops there. We don't want you to stop. We want you to actually write the letter. So maybe you have to listen to this episode over again. Um, whatever you need to do, but I encourage you to do the completion letter. Cause I'm certainly going to do it. Um, I think it's really Im- impactful because if we begin this new decade, why not write that letter and you'll probably feel better in 2020. So, thank you so much for this, uh, sharing this, uh, the guidelines, the five steps again. One more time, listener is stop, accept, identify, complete, and pivot. Pivots the fun part, but you got to get through the other steps as well. So, where can we find you online, Karen?
1: So, you can find me at Karen Chaston, spelled K A R E N C H A S T O N dot com or live love by dot com. I'm on LinkedIn, Facebook, you can find me anywhere. Just one step I'd like to just point out to you, Mark, was doing the completion letter, as you said, before the start of the new decade is really, really important because then you're not taking the energy into the new decade. Really important step because why do we want to take baggage with us when we can free ourselves up, feel lighter, get ready to embrace, as we're all saying, the roaring twenties.
0: <laughs> well, I don't want to take baggage in to tomorrow. And so That's I right. I, you know, I'm one of these people when when people say, well, it's a new year, I'm like, you know, it's like September twelfth, and like, oh, I can't wait till the first of the year to start it. No, start today. Okay. Don't, don't, don't wait another day. Don't wait another minute. If you have time listener to do a completion letter today, don't wait till the first of the year, do it today. So many people are, are, it's called procrastination when you push things off. So I, I don't like carrying baggage around from day to day, hour to hour. I, I like to keep the baggage away. That's what works for me. But listener, do the completion letter, go through these five steps, no matter what loss, we didn't, we didn't talk a lot about death and illness and all sorts of stuff. But I think there's a lot here, Karen, we talked about that people can take this episode and really make changes in their life for the better.
1: They certainly can. And if not, they can always reach out.
0: <laughs> well, Karen, thank you so much for being on the show today. I really appreciate it. This was a value-packed episode. We talked a lot about stuff that we all need to do. So thank you so much for being on the show.
1: Thank you, Mark. I really enjoyed chatting with you.
0: And just before we go, don't forget to head on over to my website, MrProductivity.com. Sign up for the free seven-day productivity challenge. Give me two minutes a day for a week and I will teach you strategies and how you can become a more productive version of yourself. While you're at mrproductivity.com, you can find out about my course, my coaching, and everywhere I am on social media, the links are at the bottom of the homepage. Also, I would love to hear from you. What did you think about this episode? What do you think about the podcast overall? What do you think about topics you'd like to hear In the future, send me a DM on social media or through the contact tab at mrproductivity.com. If you haven't done so already, please subscribe to the podcast. If you have, thank you. And please tell three people, three people that you listen to this great podcast called the Mark Stuchowski podcast. It would mean the world to me. So thank you so much for your time and attention. Now go write your completion letter and then go be productive.